0: And welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we explore the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Herron.
1: I'm Jeff Laserbrain Kowalski.
2: I'm Louisa Heron.
1: I'm just I making them up one. off the top of my head now at this point. I think Honestly, I'm just gonna start using Star Wars insults as my
2: hacker name.
0: <laughs> that's pretty good. I was gonna say you should trust your comedy instincts because I like the ones that come that you come up with better than the web generated ones.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I still have that generator sitting here in my notes, but uh, I have never opened it on time. You
0: could just call it No note- you could just say Jeff Notes Generator Kowalski. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's pretty a pretty good.
1: good one. Don't steal my future ones that I'm gonna use. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so a quick update for the eagle-eared listeners. Um, mm. Oh my god! A-
1: Put those yeah. eagle ears back on the eagle. They're endangered.
0: <laughs> what? Listen. They don't. They don't have ex- external ears though. Yeah, they just got those little ear tubes. Oh my god! Yeah. They had
1: to scoop out the eagle ears to v- implant they them in like,
0: themselves. They have like little pads. Have you ever seen the like bird ears? It, yeah, they're creepy and gross. So weird.
1: Have you ever seen
0: the rain? Anyway. Um, you may recall, I think it's two weeks ago as this podcast is being released, but one week ago as we recorded it, uh, I found a hive of wasps on the side of my house. right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, let's hear that wasp talk. So I stayed well away from those wasps, and I was weeding my garden yesterday. And completely separately from those wasps, uh, I was attacked by a hive of bees. <laughs> Extremely <laughs> sure good bees this time. Yes, I'm certain they are bees. There was a hole in the ground and I was like, Oh, this must be like a, a mouse or a rabbit or some, some kind of small cute animal lives in here. I'm going to stay away from it and just like be weeding, you know, maybe a foot away, mm-hmm. pulling up plants. No big deal. And then I, I went, I was there for a good hour. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what I did that suddenly provoked this, but maybe 40 or 50 bees suddenly poured out of that hole Mm -hmm. and chased me around the yard. Yeah, And I ran around like a dipshit for like five minutes. You had
1: 30 to 50 feral bees in your yard. (laughs) (laughs) And you needed to eliminate them in three to five minutes to defend your children.
0: The funniest (laughs) thing about being attacked by a swarm of bees is... You, if they're not actively stinging you, which they were not at the time, it's very hard to tell if you're still being chased by them or not. Yes, <laughs> and you don't want to stop and turn around. Yeah, because so, then you'll step
1: on a rake and it'll whap you in the side of the face. <laughs>
0: that's entirely possible. So, like, I, I may have just been running around my yard n-
1: unprovoked, <laughs> screaming <laughs> for exercise.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's called muscle confusion. You weed for an hour, and then you run around for 15 minutes. Extreme
1: regular confusion. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So anyway, I managed to not get stung, but they were very angry, and I had to leave my wheelbarrow there, and there was hundreds, if not thousands, of bees on my wheelbarrow for, like, two hours, and I had to watch from inside until
1: they left. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Pretended you weren't home
1: yeah. So that's that's what got you through this week, then?
0: <laughs> no, listen, the reason I bring this up at the beginning is because I don't want you guys to instantly forget that you haven't asked me what I did this week like you do every fucking week
1: Okay, how, well, what did you do this week?
2: Yeah, and how are you sure these ones were bees and not wasps, please?
1: Uh, they, I saw them very close up. They were, stung them right in the eyes. They were <laughs> yellow and black and angry. Do very you think angry. it's
2: worth going out there with a spade and getting some of that ground, honey?
1: Like David Spade or someone else from the Spade family?
0: I don't know. We're just going to ignore that. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know what one does. Here's the thing I kind of feel like now that the bees have again returned to their <laughs> eternal slumber. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm I'm already getting an exterminator to come and take care of the wasps. I could be like, hey, also bees.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do they I'm do that? One, do they I allow you to do that? I don't know.
0: And yeah. I'm wondering, I could just go fill in that hole. <laughs> do you think
2: that's a good idea? Probably <laughs> extremely not, right? Yeah, bury
1: all those bees. <laughs>
2: I, I mean, don't think bees can dig their way out, so I'm kind of thinking maybe it is a good idea.
0: Oh, but if they can, they're they're gonna be <laughs> so
2: mad at me. Yeah, they'll definitely remember that you did that. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're gonna know. Kate Spade is the other famous Spade.
0: They they were swarming especially on the gardening gloves that I threw down and the handle of the um the shovel that I was using. Oh. Which makes me think that they could smell my hand somehow,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's the thing they were mad at, mm, <laughs> yeah. like, stinging my gloves or whatever. They'll never forget you now. <laughs> I know, they won't. I can never go outside again. Yeah.
1: Nor should you.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: that was your first mistake. You didn't, <laughs> no, didn't of, do that.
0: I was looking for an excuse to never go outside again, so this is perfect.
2: Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's alarming.
0: Yes, it is alarming. What, that Matt Luckily. doesn't
1: want to go outside anymore,
0: or...?
2: No, there's bees everywhere, oh. <laughs>
0: looking around every corner. I keep hearing about how bees are so endangered, and yet...
2: <laughs> yeah, how can there be uh, global warming if it's 50 <laughs> exactly. degrees Exactly!
0: <laughs> I need to take a picture of these very angry bees and send it to, like, I don't know, climate change deniers or whatever. it be like, look, evidence... <laughs> Hmm.
2: Oh, God. Well, I'm glad you didn't get stung. That's our yes. uh, victory.
0: Yes. I was very sure I was going to get stung when- It's very- It's it's alarming when you look at a small hole and suddenly there's a comical number of bees coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, Louisa, you're never going to see the scary stories to tell in the dark movie, right? No. <clears throat> and uh, Jeff and I have now seen it. Yeah. There's a scene from the book where a girl has spider eggs in her face and they explode out into a billion spiders. Oh, yeah, I know about that. It's pretty gruesome. It starts very gruesome. It becomes a tad comical at the sheer number of spiders that come out of her face because it's enough to, like, blanket an entire room. And I understand these are magical spiders or whatever, fine.
1: Yeah, they're cursed Uh, spiders from a Magic Ghost's witch book.
2: Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. But I will say...
0: It felt like that number of bees (laughs) coming out of this (laughs) hole.
2: Okay, I can understand that. In the moment, I can see how that would feel that way. Yeah. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Okay, I I just needed to communicate this because it's been giving me some anxiety ever since, so I feel better now that I've talked about
2: it. All right, good. Do you want to do your thing this week or do you want us to come back to you? Sure.
0: So, my thing this week. There's been a trend lately, which I absolutely love, uh, there, there's a website called I Am 8-Bit that does vinyl copies of soundtracks for video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got the four-disc vinyl set of the Cuphead soundtrack. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you guys, this album <laughs> slaps. Yeah. It is so fucking good. It's like all ragtime and like super hypey. Like it gets you so psyched to do anything. It's the best.
1: <laughs> I was watching Chris play it yesterday and he was playing the level Funfair Fever. Oh, and yes. the song is like a really ragtimey song, so one of the sequences in it sounds exactly like an uh, athletic theme from Super Mario World. <laughs> <laughs> you know that one. Uh, there's sorry. Put that song at the end of the episode. Um, Yay! Uh, it it. But both of them are riffing on Maple Leaf Rag. I think.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of very good riffs on that soundtrack. There's a a, a level later on in the game where you p- fight a haunted train. Um, and the music that played. No, you're thinking of
2: Final Fantasy 3, I want (laughs) to say. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) that, that that did have a haunted train in it, right? I'm not imagining that. It did. You (laughs) can suplex
0: the train. That's the, the meme Mm -hmm. from it. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Anyway,
0: um, no, there's a, there's a level where you fight a a haunted train and the song Mm -hmm. for it has, you know, the usual sort of ragtimey piano in the background, but the chorus is all of the band members go, woo, woo, and it's so good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I really, really love a video game soundtrack that is recorded with, like, a little jazz band. Yes. Cuphead did that. Mm-hmm. Um Surprisingly, Mario Kart 8 does that, and you can find a bunch of, like, YouTube videos of the, like, little little jazz, like... Septet playing all of the songs in their like weird new arrangements. One, uh, love it. One Exquisite. of the
0: beautiful things about this extremely good looking uh, album set that I have is in the jacket of the records, it has information about the band. They had three separate full bands to do this soundtrack. Love it. They, they had a ragtime <laughs> band, a big band, and uh, like a close harmony band.
1: Oh, so good. That's it's <laughs> so
0: good. There's also. So- As you play through the game, there's a group of barber poles that are a barbershop quartet that sing hints to you, (laughs) and they're so good, especially because the hints don't actually help you at all. They just tell you, like, hey, if you want to take a break from playing this game, listen to this song, but then definitely go back to playing the game, please.
2: (laughs) Uh, When you said that the studio is 8-bit something or something that you had... I am 8-bit. Yes. I thought it was going to be all, like, chiptune stuff. and
1: A lot of them are. They do uh, releases of, like, classic soundtracks.
2: Okay, yes. but I just Those want to be clear, because I haven't heard Cuphead. It is all just live music and yes. instruments and voices. Okay.
0: Correct. It's- and there are some songs where people sing the plot of the game, but <laughs> that is even better. There's a, there's a character who's sort of, like, the second- I mean, everyone knows that the main boss in the game is the devil, because the game is called Don't Deal With The Devil. Mm. But the main villain is kind of this guy called the Dice King. Oh yes, uh, I have seen that. And he sings a song called Don't Mess With The King, and it's so good. It's so <laughs> funny and good. <laughs> uh, it's so good. Guys,
1: uh, you've seen that they're going to do a like Netflix series of this. No, I didn't. Oh but I'm yeah. Very excited yeah. About it. Uh there's absolutely no way that they're gonna put as much care into the aesthetic as the game did, right?
0: I don't know. It depends mm-hmm. on how much time they take to do it. Because they it took them like from announcement to release. I think it was like three years before Cuphead came out. Yeah.
1: And I mm-hmm. I just like even the gorgeous shows, like uh the shows that look good, like your Tuca and Birdie or whatnot. Most of the animation is sort of stiff Flash animation and then, like, a couple scenes are fully hand-animated. But yeah. you won't be able to get away with that with Cuphead. It's all gonna have to be, like, uh, wax paper and, like, paint.
2: What if it's self contained, like uh, Over the Garden Wall was, where it's just a certain small number of episodes and that's it. If they did it that way, they could maybe do it. Yeah,
1: maybe. Yeah, Over the Garden Wall's really like nice looking and all hand animated, so Mm -hmm. I I guess the the, I'm just worried because I have yet to see a Netflix cartoon that doesn't utilize flash animation.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, I I I guess it depends on I, I do think that the folks who made Cuphead are actually pretty good about like, uh, having the integrity to stick with their aesthetic.
1: Mm, I hope so. Um,
0: and so if they are the ones who are in charge of this, I assume that they will press to make sure that it's, you know, it meets their standards or whatever. Yeah. Because uh, I will so. say, like, they could have done some computer animation in the game and it would have probably been fine, but the fact that it's all hand animated makes it better for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, have compared it in the past to the Neverhood or a recent game in the same style, Armacrog, which are both fully clay animated. And it's like, you could cheat, but if you cheat, everyone will know. Yes, that's
2: true.
0: (laughs) Just like with that, what was that game that everyone said you're only depriving yourself? Was that Sekiro? Darkness dies in shadows or whatever <laughs> Yeah,
1: when someone made an article being like, I just wanted to go through it on easy and all the gamers were like No! Ah! I'm personally attacked! You're making <laughs> me so- play it on easy! <laughs> there were
0: so many people who I think, probably as a joke but it's It's possible to tell the difference between people who are pretending to be shitheads and actual yeah. shitheads uh, who were like if you play a game on easy you're only depriving yourself of the whatever
1: Oh yeah! They were all making fun of the first guy who made like a really long tweet about like you you played yourself.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I feel like a key thing about getting older is realizing how little you need to care about what harmless choices other people make.
0: Mm, Yes, that's absolutely. Yep.
2: And uh, I was thinking, not that long ago, I was uh, playing some more of um, uh, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker, which is a cute little game. And if you keep failing on the same level, eventually you have the option to play it invincibly. Oh. you you don't have to take that option, but then the little invincible toad will appear on the screen and you can choose him instead. And it's just like, yeah, like maybe I just want to get past this level. <laughs> that would be nice. I be really great.
1: I like that Nintendo has started including that option. Everyone was really mad, like in the first game that had it, which I think was like Mario Galaxy two. If you died like five times it offered a super power up. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never taken it and I always feel insulted I feel like I'm doing a bad job whenever (laughs) it starts appearing
2: (laughs) but if you decide that you don't care that much it's nice (laughs) it's nice to do yeah I Mm -hmm. will say there's a lot of
0: weirdness around i feel like the game community is kind of polarizing much like politics of like the people who want games that punish them and the people that want games that are just like fun and relaxing it's Mm -hmm.
1: it's the divisions on politics are also similar because one of those groups (laughs) is all weird nazis and the other group is all communists yes that's true
0: (laughs) um and but what's so baffling to me is that i play a lot of uh like I don't even know what they're called, like, world simulator games on the, on the, uh, in the same vein as, like, uh, uh, Minecraft or Dragon Quest Builders, those kinds of games where you just sort of wander around and make things.
1: Like an open world crafting game?
0: Yeah, that kind of thing. And, uh, so many of them have the option of either hardcore or casual, and it's like, well, I only want to make like, big, sh- like, towers and shit, so I guess casual, right? <laughs> like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Unless there's stuff that I can't build in the casual mode that I could in the hardcore mode, why wouldn't I pick casual?
2: Yeah, some people just want the prestige, but I think the prestige bit only works if there are if your friends or other people who are so obsessed with the game that they don't do anything else either. And, and even then, you could, like, the thing about it is-
0: you could just say you played it on hard. <laughs> no one will know.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> I had the option when I started Fire Emblem Three Houses, you could choose casual or classic, which changes whether or not the characters are permadead. Um, yep. like if they fall in battle and then normal yeah. or hard. And I went for classic because I like, I, I like the challenge of trying to figure out how to get the through. Higher the higher
2: stakes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Jeff. I went for classic too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just Sorry. like. It,
0: could you guys hear that wink?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I heard it. You did say it real loud <laughs> into the mic. So uh, I just—it's like a different game if you're trying to get through without anybody dying than if you're not, and that's what I'm there for. So I'm keeping myself accountable by keeping it on classic, and then like using the like rewind or reset if someone dies. Um, mm-hmm. But normal and hard. I realized partway through the game I could have played it on hard. But am I beating myself up over the fact that I didn't pick hard? No.
0: Yeah. Who cares? Why? Why would you play on hard?
1: Uh, (laughs) It's it's like it's like the only difference is I would have had to grind a little more. Which. eh.
0: But what's great about playing it on normal and casual guys? I was lying before. I'm playing it on casual. (laughs) Whoa!
1: What? Excuse me.
0: Believe it or not. Oh God! Damn it! What's great about it is. You can still grind, and then you're just so much better than everyone. Yeah, and it's great. <laughs> I did
1: like a couple extra free battles, and now all of every battle I do is a
0: breeze. It's so fun. <laughs> also, though, it makes me so mad. We talked about Fire Emblem every week for the past year, I feel like, so I don't want to go too deep into this, but It's so funny to me, the scripted cutscenes, like, by necessity require that the plot happens in a certain way, so you get these scenes where the characters come up and they're like, oh no, there's a small army at the gates of our castle, will we be able to beat them? And I'm like, fuck yeah, we'll be able to beat them, assholes! I've got the power of a god! (laughs) Yeah,
1: like, obviously (laughs) we can beat them.
0: Yeah. yeah, we've beaten everyone! We beat we beat up a dragon one minute ago! Yeah, I
1: just, like, one-shotted that 50-foot wingspan bird, like, yeah. Tuesday, and today's Thursday.
0: Yeah, uh, I, w- I don't want to do any major spoilers, but just like in every Fire Emblem game, there's a point in the game where suddenly everyone realizes that you are an omnipotent god from beyond the stars, uh, and mm-hmm. after that happens, they still are worried about whether you're going to win fights.
2: Stop worrying. Yeah, it's a little yeah. weird. Well, this is like when you're on a roller coaster and there's uh, atmospheric things around it that are like, oh, you're definitely going to die on this roller coaster to make it more exciting for you. They're yeah, just I trying guess. to hike you up <laughs> so you enjoy the battles more.
0: I guess so. They keep on being like, oh, we need reinforcements before we can win this next battle. I'm like, no, nah, we really don't. <laughs> yeah, extremely,
1: we don't need it. <laughs>
0: Huh. Oh, anyway, boy. all right, Louisa, what did you do this week?
2: Well, this is segueing right into <laughs> what we were just talking about, because mostly what I've been doing is playing more uh, Dragon Quest builders, too, yeah. so, and I'm in the part of your own island when you are building the pyramid in the Scarlet Sands. You you guys have both played.
1: I have not gotten that far. Yes, I'm, okay. I'm in the little prison segment right after that.
2: Yes, which is I'll get into that in a minute. Sorry. Yeah, people so, people
1: hate that part of the game.
2: So, um the game sort of has pigeonholed me in a way that I find very irritating, which is uh people in your on your island have started building a pyramid and they do that on their own. They they uh, set up all the stuff and start building that. And then one of the characters tells you, "Hey, maybe you should build some things for us inside the pyramid, bedrooms and showers and kitchens and stuff." And I'm like, "Oh, perfect. This is what I love. I want to do this more than anything." And then your companion says, oh wait, I think danger is coming. And then the sky turns black and it starts to pour with rain and all your villagers go off to the battlefield. And it's like, no, I didn't want to do that yet. Yeah. (laughs) He he always asks you if you're ready for a battle and I always say no while I still fuck around and do what I want to do. But this time he didn't fucking ask me. So everyone's disappeared. I'm building in the dark. (laughs) Eventually that sucks. So I have to go do the battle. I just wanted to build inside that pyramid for a while, guys.
1: Yeah, it's really frustrating, because after you do the first island, you have, like, functionally unlimited time to mess around in the grassy area.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. But then this cuts you real short. Mm -hmm. And then- during this battle, instead of it being over like every other battle in the game has been and lets you go back to doing what you want, it then takes you on to another part of the adventure, which then takes you to a thing where everything you do is scripted, and you do little tasks and then listen to a lot of dialogue and then do a few little more tasks and then a lot more dialogue, and at none of- no point of this. So I've This I've been playing like four hours now. Are you doing any building? <laughs> it's driving me insane. I want to get back to my island.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I, do you think this is a cultural thing? Because I've noticed that a lot of, uh, games that are primarily made for a Japanese audience have, like, 40 minute cutscenes or things where, like, you just aren't playing the game for a while and the game is just happening to you. And, Yeah, yeah. Do you think that culturally, like, in Japan, people like that, or is it that game makers
1: are dumb? I think that part of it is these are old school game designers who are like, well, it's a $60 game, so we need to pad out the time.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's value added where you're supposed to care about the story and the characters more than you kind of are going to, but, like, to feel (laughs) that it's worth it, I feel like they think you need to do that. Yeah. Uh, So, I still love this game, but it's really trying my patience at the moment. (laughs) I, I just
0: think that every dialogue screen needs to have some way to skip to the next time that you are allowed to do something in any game. Not because I would use it, but because I feel like the game needs to earn me caring about the dialogue. And if I've gotten mm-hmm. like, I don't know, an hour into a game and nothing anyone has said has been interesting to me at all, then I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna read your dialogue. I'm just not going to.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: This game in particular is a bit tricky because I always read dialogue and cutscenes. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. usually mind those. But there's so many that I think I've kind of spaced out a little bit. And this game, a lot of the time, will then highlight where you need to go next and what you need to do next. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it doesn't. (laughs) And a character had just told you, like, oh, you better talk to the other villagers before you uh, figure out what to do next. So you need to go talk to those other villagers. But this time, in this instance, they're just not highlighted and if you weren't really paying attention, it takes you a long time to figure figure out what you're supposed to be doing next.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. I, again, talking about Fire Emblem for one second, I just discovered that if you hit the start button while watching one of the scenes where two of your non-player characters develop a relationship with one another, you can just skip right through it, and they're all so dumb and inane.
1: Oh, I actually reset uh, recently, because I skipped one of those by accident. (laughs) Oh, I skipped those on purpose constantly, because who gives a shit? Uh, that's what I love about this Fire Emblem, is it has something for everyone. I'm just like, yeah, let's get through the battles quicker. I want to go back to uh, collecting all of f- all of these friends.
0: Yeah, no, I love collecting the friends. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about when those friends make friends with each other. Uh,
1: that's what th- uh, thats what I'm in it for.
0: Gives a shit. <laughs> like, is, honestly.
2: This is Bizarro World, because normally Jeff's so against this sort of thing in every <laughs> other game.
1: Yep. Yes, that's true. Uh yeah, I it's it, I'm a different man. <laughs> <laughs> You've been changed by this fire emblem, mm-hmm. <laughs> forged in fire emblem. Yep, pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. I'm, I'm it on it didn't. today. Yep, you're on
0: fire emblem. I want to go. Wow. I
1: want to go back to that David Spade, Kate Spade joke I made earlier.
0: <laughs>
2: no, <laughs>
0: that was the we I started recording. I think.
2: Oh no,
1: No, it's it just after. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right. I just pretended it wasn't happening. <laughs> yeah. so what was going on?
1: Did you know their siblings-in-law? Great.
2: So, Jeff, what did you do this week? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'm going to lose my mind.
2: <laughs>
1: um, damn, I did have something, and you've blown it out of my mind by uh, talking to me. <laughs>
2: We can narrow this down. Was it about video games?
1: I just remembered because I have a tab open about it. Um uh-huh. Smart. I I left that gift for myself. Uh, <laughs> so I played with uh Chris and Leah a game for the PlayStation 4 called Erica, an interactive thriller. And boy, this thing was a real turd. Don't play it. But then right after, to cleanse our palate, we played through uh, the Netflix original Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Oh yes. Oh, okay. Um, and I had not done any of Bandersnatch. I didn't know any of the spoilers. And boy, I really enjoyed it. I don't know why people got so mad about this thing when it came out.
2: <laughs> so how many did choices...
0: get mad about it? I just saw people either loving it or not caring. Um,
1: they chased the the secondary uh, main actor off of social media because they were so mad about it. Oh, weird. Huh. Yeah. Um.
2: Okay. So in this, do you get? A couple choices every so often, or is it even more choices than that? Like, how does this work?
1: It is about a movie length of choose-your-own-adventure-style stuff. So, like, pretty much end of every scene is a choice, and some scenes have multiple choices. Okay. Um, it's, it's like, it's a good way to, to, it's a good thing to watch with friends, and we got through a bunch of the endings, um... I think that.
0: Can you, can you hold your finger in a page if you're not sure about which decision to make (laughs) so you can go back to it?
1: So Mm -hmm. after a few of the dead ends, it will bring you back to a, a a split point earlier and you can choose which decision to like remake earlier in the story to see a different ending. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoyed it a lot. I really like, uh, so I enjoyed that. And it makes my disappointment with Erica and Interactive Thriller More. Did you guys hear about this?
0: No. Okay. About the game? Yeah. No. It was
1: like a surprise release. They announced it for um the let us we play or us play or something that PlayStation had, where it was like games that you play with with your phone like Jackbox, but only on PlayStation. Um, and they announced it like several years ago and then nothing. And then a week ago, they were like, by the way, you can buy that game right now. Um, so. <laughs> is
0: this, is this Amelia Clark in this
1: or does it just look it a lot just like her? It just looks a lot like her. Okay. Nobody famous at all is in it. Okay. Um, and it's incomprehensible. Um, it is all filmed. So it's like fully an FMV game. Yeah. Um, and you have to do a lot more than you have to do with Bandersnatch because you have to like swipe on the little PlayStation Four touchpad to make her do things like open doors or light a lighter, uh, and that is hilariously mm. bad. So it's one of those yeah. experiences that you do with friends that's bad, and also the plot is incomprehensible. But like, what if they made one of these and it was good instead? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's your elevator pitch to get hired in a game studio. Yeah. What yeah, if we I, did one I mean, and like, it was, yeah, was good?
0: What if? What if games were good, Jeff? I don't know.
1: <laughs> we have good games. What we don't have is a good uh live-action choose-your-own-adventure, because uh, Bandersnatch is not as interactive as I might want and is a little gimmicky, even though I liked it. And this Erica one has as much interactivity as I want, but the story sucks.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, write your own game. Do it.
1: Mm, maybe I have to play uh Netflix's Minecraft story mode and see what that's like.
2: Are you able
0: to do? I've not ever used the program, but I know. Is it called Twine? That is like a yeah, yeah, like that. a visual novel type thing. Yeah, I've made a little bit
1: own. of text adventure on Twine uh, in the past. Uh, are you able to put
0: video or like uh, pictures of actual humans on there?
1: I think that you can put uh, anything HTML five into each page of it. So yeah, I think you could do video or images.
0: So, like, Jeff, you could do this. I'm not even joking. You, one man, could do this easily. Yeah,
1: that's true. Just be so much work to write and produce.
0: Well, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You wanted to make something good that has never been made before, but not do a lot of work?
1: I like to experience
2: culture, not necessarily (laughs) create it. Right. Yeah. That's my issue. I think you should write a creepy pasta. I think that would be great.
1: I have been so afraid to because I see how many people try to write creepy pastas and how badly they turn out.
2: Mm, but you know all the tricks. You know all the mistakes and pitfalls. You won't do that. I know you all, all the mistakes, to-
1: but I don't know how to fix them. <laughs> You need to combine these
0: things. You need to make a like an FMV game that mm-hmm. seems like it's a normal fun game, but then if you choose the wrong thing it becomes a creepypasta. Mm. Yes,
2: Phantasmagoria, but better.
0: Night. Well, Phantasmagoria night on the box has eyeballs, so it's pretty clear that it's gonna be creepy from the beginning. Mm. No, I
2: know, but I mean it doesn't um it's a little bit hilarious as well, is the problem with Phantasmagoria. Sure.
1: Right. I mean that's always the problem, isn't it?
2: Yes, that horror is just the other side of funny, yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: so are we are we done talking about all of our things? It feels like we barely I, started the podcast.
0: I do yeah, want to no. bring up really quickly, Jeff, just because I need to ask you yes. about if you've heard of this. Okay. Are you familiar, slash, do you have an unending crush on a person named Pia Klemp? Do you know about this person?
1: Mm, I don't, I haven't heard the name.
0: Sounds like a fake name. Okay, well, it's not. Pia Klemp is a a 20-year-old German boat captain who rescues um, refugees in the Mediterranean Sea who are on, like, rafts that are unseaworthy. She's 36. Uh, Oh, well, I don't know where I got 20 from then. Anyway... (laughs) Uh, Oh, she's been doing it for 20 years. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. All right.
0: Anyway, she's doing this, she's saving people, uh, and this past week, uh, uh, the mayor of Paris tried to give her an award, and her response was... Uh, you can't tell me I'm a hero. You don't get to decide who's a hero. And it's time that all humanity casts medals into spearheads of revolution. Nice. <laughs> and I was yes. Like, <laughs> and she's like a she's like a muscular uh, social justice warrior <laughs> covered in tattoos. And I was like. Jeff is gonna have a crush on this woman for sure. No,
1: I feel like it would be insulting to her if I did, so. Alright, that's fair. I'm voting for her for president of Earth instead.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: Although she'd probably be like, no, no presidents.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's probably true. (laughs) That's great.
1: Let's make a whale the president.
0: Anyway, all the joking aside, I
1: actually think she's a very cool person. I wasn't joking. Let's make a whale the president. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that dog who's the mayor of that Canadian town.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, okay, let's get into our uh, wiki.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. wiki wiki what all right so i clicked on it and i was oh, unsure please. yes yeah Sorry. exactly you had the same <laughs> journey i just did of which <laughs> which property is it going to be uh yeah. because it's just avatar.fandom.com but it is in fact avatar the last airbender
2: yes yeah. see it's i didn't feel I care about I didn't feel this way about this coin flip that you guys are just feeling, because I have never seen or care about either Ooh. of the Avatar properties. So I think you might
0: like Avatar The Last Airbender.
2: I don't think so. Here's From what I've seen, I don't think I would.
1: Avatar The Last Airbender is fine. I don't particularly like it because it's pitched too young. I really liked Legend of Korra a lot.
2: Yeah, so everyone says who's in their 20s or early 30s. This is too young for me. Yeah. I think
0: I think that Avatar: The Last Airbender started very pitched young, but I think the third season was actually quite
1: uh, mature.
2: Mm. Mm. There was mm. all
0: that
1: nudity. Mm. Yeah, and they kept chopping people's heads off. Yeah, pissing down the neck.
0: They talked. <laughs> Wait a at, they talked at <laughs> length about how the stock market affected uh, social change.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it had. It was just Margot Robbie in a bathtub explaining to you how banks work. What was that? The Big Short? Is that what that movie was? Oh,
0: I thought you were talking about (laughs) your dreams. No,
1: that's a movie where it was like right after she was first in a movie. She was then in The Big Short as herself explaining all the technical stuff.
2: Wait, she was also in Wolf of Wall Street, and you're saying that's not a movie where she explained things about Uh, money in in a bathtub? That's
1: just the one where she appears nude. Yeah, she was in Wolf of Wall Street and then in The Big Short right after it, I'm pretty sure.
2: And they're almost the same movie. Is that what I'm getting for this? Uh, I'm not sure. The Big
1: Short is a uh, satirical, I guess, film about the stock market crash. Wolf of Wall Street is about an 80s guy in, on Wall Street. So it's different time periods Wait, of bad Wall Street people. Is
2: it? Which stock market crash?
1: Uh, the there 2008 one. The, 80s. 80s. the big short there, is about the 2008 one. Uh,
0: okay. There famously wasn't a stock market crash in the <laughs> 80s because that's why the world is a nightmare now. You know. Yeah. Ugh,
1: god. Anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah, so anyway, that one off our- joke had to get a little <laughs> five minute. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I don't even remember why we started talking about that.
0: Oh, Our
2: background sure. is some kind of city, but I'm seeing, like, a, a painted, animated city, and then, like, halfway down the page, it slowly fades into brown, like the yep. city's sinking into mud, and I don't know if that's something for the show, or if that's just a weird choice they've made here. I think they
0: just didn't have a bigger picture.
2: Uh, I don't like that it's mud. <laughs> it's creeping me out.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not mud, it's uh, just like, Wiki. if you have a... If you have a bigger screen, you see it just fades to a sort of an orangey-brown, like, solid color. It's not part of the picture.
2: Yeah, Mm. I do see that, but the way it fades makes it look like the city's being consumed by mud.
1: Well, yeah, that was the Season 2 plot.
2: Mud. No, (laughs) it's not. I made that up. I mean, the thing that threw me off is
0: that Season 2 is called The Book of Earth and is a a lot about things being
1: consumed by mud, so... Mm, It absolutely could be. (laughs) There would be no reason why not. (laughs) <laughs> yes,
2: you really, you really threw
0: me off.
1: Uh
2: huh. Okay, so at the top we've got Avatar Wiki. Avatar is written in brown above it. It has some uh, characters, kanji that I'm guessing say Avatar. Couldn't tell you. On the other side of the page, in very faint background, we see from behind, from over their shoulders, uh, the Avatar boy. Don't know his name and Korra.
1: <laughs> his name is Ang. Okay. And, yes. Mm-hmm. I gl- never
2: would have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> gl- <laughs> I know so little about the
1: show. Uh, I'm glad that you recognized Cora. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's got that
2: dumb vest.
1: It's very funny to me that this series was created before James Cameron's Avatar and had the trademark on calling your thing Avatar, but then after the uh, r- initial series, none of the rest of the things have Avatar in the title. The movie doesn't, and the follow-up series does not, and the comic books don't either, I don't think.
0: Yeah, do you think James Cameron paid them a lot of money, or just, like, muscled them out of using that name? You know
2: what I think happened? Because this happens a lot in Hollywood. Some producer somewhere is like, no, people are too dumb to know what Avatar means, don't use that.
1: I think that uh, they just weren't using it, and he snuck in there and got it. (laughs) Because
0: they were using it. Right. It was the
1: name of their show. (laughs) Right, but the show was, like, over by the time the movie was coming out. No, I don't think it was. The movie came out in 2009. The show was three seasons starting in 2005. Really? It was yeah. that
2: long ago? Yeah. Hmm.
1: I remember because I was in high school. Huh.
2: Nah. <laughs> uh, I remember when in the 80s, I learned the word Avatar when I was a child like 10 years old. And that was like a, a cool special word that I knew the meaning of that like meant something cool.
1: Mm-hmm. It means your picture then- on Twitter. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and fucking, by the 90s, I guess, it fucking exploded everywhere. Now everyone knows what Avatar means, and I'm still a little bitter about that.
0: (laughs) There was one of the best cards in the first release of Magic the Gathering was Avatar. Uh, and I remember having that card and, like Louisa, being uh pedantically proud of knowing what that word meant. Mm -hmm. And then whenever I would play Magic the Gathering against my friends, they would always say Aviator, and I was like, fuck this game, (laughs) fuck you, and fuck this game.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I can understand that. (laughs) Uh... So, I was going to read the introduction, but we just have Home as a header, and then Welcome to Avatar Wiki. The Avatar, The Last Airbender, and The Legend of Korra resource, and then no more words about that.
0: Yep. So, uh, should we lay the groundwork of our experience with Avatar?
2: Yes, mine is none. Go on.
0: Louisa's is none. I've watched all of The Last Airbender several times, and maybe ten episodes of The Legend of Korra. Uh, I would watch more, but when I was trying to watch it, it was so fucking difficult to find out where to stream it from that I was just like, fuck this, I hate this. Yeah,
1: Legend of Korra is one that I ended up just buying the seasons of because it was easier than trying to figure out how to stream it for free or for something I already owned. Um, I watched all of the first one once, and then I watched Legend of Korra as it was coming out. And I made the mistake of thinking, oh, it'll be fun to watch the live-action movie because of how bad it is. It wasn't fun. It was just boring bad. It's not fun bad.
0: I feel like when I watched it, when I watched it, I... I felt very bad while watching it, but in my memory, it's funny how bad it was. Like, I don't think I can ever watch it again,
1: but remembering it makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I feel that way about that first Star Wars, the episode one. Yes.
1: Mm, Yeah, I thought that would be much more fun bad than it was when I rewatched it, but I had to watch it in two sittings because of how boring and bad it was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um... Yeah, I don't really understand why M. Night Shyamalan made that movie, because he clearly hates the show. Uh, <laughs> Based I, on the way he made that movie, like he must hate the the point of the show.
1: I think he's just bad at making movies. He wanted I think he wanted to do a good job because his kids really liked it, but I think he's just bad at movies.
0: Yeah, it's weird though when your kids really like something and you don't like it, and then you're mm-hmm. like, but I will still make it to ruin it for you. <laughs>
2: I always think about Bob Hoskins being in the Super Mario Brothers movie yeah. when I think about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still like him a lot, but come on, man. he didn't have to do that movie. It was a bad choice. <laughs> mm. uh, I just recently rewatched
0: Hook, and I forgot Bob mm-hmm. Hoskins was a fucking treasure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was amazing. Like, obviously he was amazing in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Everyone knows him for that, but
1: my god, he's good as me. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Gone too soon. Anyway. Yep. yep. Good night, sweet prince, Bob Hoskins.
2: I'm trying to hang back so you guys can talk about these shows that I don't know anything well, about, but, uh. <laughs> what do you want us to say?
0: I mean, like, I don't, don't want to recount the plot of Avatar.
1: I really like the music in Legend of Korra because the f- thing about the first series is it's all, like, supposed to be East Asia in sort of a medieval era. Uh, I guess we don't call it medieval in in when we're talking about East Asia, but why not? uh but I don't want to say feudal Japan because only one of the nations is supposed to be japan um yeah. so it's it's that like time period of dynastic uh I guess that's when it is I what it is in although China dynastic
0: covers like thousands of years.
1: Yeah, it would be yeah. It's it'd be like saying the Jumon period in Japan. Okay, so from 10,000 years ago to 2,000 years ago, yeah. great. It's
2: a lot easier to tell time periods for Europe, because all of it being uh, united under the the Holy Roman Empire uh, really like gave you set eras, almost. Also, because here, it's what we learn, learn in school. All different stuff. Well, yeah, but I mean, in Asia, like people were doing all different stuff at all different paces with all different kinds of governments.
1: Yeah. Yeah, anyway, the, that's that setting, and then Legend of Korra takes place, um, like decades later, like 60, 70 years later, uh.
0: Specifically one generation later. Yeah. Uh,
1: significantly plot-wise, it's important <laughs> that it's exactly one generation. Later. Yes, right, but okay. I mean, I wanted to specify the amount of time, cause like, Aang could just get murked at age 15, and then like, there would be a new avatar.
0: I guess that's true.
1: Um But no, he lived like a full long life, and so it's much later, and we're dealing with the Avatar after him. Uh, and so everything has like an industrial revolution aesthetic because they've stopped the war that was preventing progress. Um, Mm -hmm. and so like there's trains that they're just starting to get someone like through the course of the show has like invented a car and is like a huckster on the street trying to sell it. Um, and all of the music reflects this because it starts to incorporate like, 1920s jazz elements into oh, into like traditional East Asian music.
2: I never would have guessed all this. Does it get steampunk? Is like yes. that how it goes.
1: Steampunk. It? It's it's very much like steampunk made by anime fans. The
0: best. Wow. The that best sounds bad. I'm sorry. That sounds beginning. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the best character in the beginning of the Legend of Korra series, which I have not watched all of it, maybe she gets bad later, but is a woman who doesn't have any magic powers, but instead has a robot hand and a car that she drives around in.
1: Yeah, uh, she's the one that um, everyone was very excited was subtly, very subtly implied to be the main character's girlfriend by the end.
2: I feel like that's one of the, like, three, maybe, um archetypes of female characters in anime. There's the plucky girl, but then there's also always the dominatrix. <laughs> Is she a dominatrix? No, she's, just she's a robot the hand. archetype of that, though.
1: She's the Donatello of the group.
2: Yeah, Ooh. I'm not sure where
0: you're getting dominatrix from. She has a robot hand in a car. In what, yeah, what is that? She because does she's machines. an older
2: lady with a robot hand in a car. She's not
0: older, she's the same age as everyone else.
2: Wow, that is some bad drawing then, because she looks like maybe 40 years old. Oh, you're
1: else. looking at a picture. They're I
2: thought you were at... going just
0: off of my description, and I'm like, I didn't no. say anything. With what is
1: her name? I... Asami. Asami is her name. Sure. Um... I... um
0: do you guys ever think about how weird it is that, like, for the Legend of Korra series to make any sense and for the world to not be totally fucked, uh, Aang and uh, Katara had to have, like, a billion kids after the first series?
1: Yeah, it's really weird to think about, because it's like, oh yeah, the last time we saw these characters, they were children who, like, made googly eyes at each other, and now, uh, one of them is dead, and they have five children.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> And, like, it's not even a thing of, like, oh, they loved each other and they wanted a big family, but, like, for the world to not all die, they had to fuck as much as possible. Yeah, because he was
1: the last airbender. <laughs> yes. Um, It's, yeah, uh, that's an interesting problem if you're going to do a series uh about the last somebody and then do a sequel to it. <laughs> Yes, agreed. Um,
2: um, I think it's what? pretty- What? Why do there need to be five kids? Do a bunch of the kids die for
0: dramatic purposes? No, but every oh. time that you have a kid in the, the rules of this game, this world are, every time you have a kid, if you are a bender, there's a, there's like a 50-50 chance that they will be the kind of bender you are or the kind of bender your partner is. Okay. And so, Aang, being the last airbender, had to have kids with, uh, somebody who wasn't an airbender, and so, there was a coin flip every time they had a kid of is it gonna be a waterbender or an airbender? And if it mm-hmm. wasn't an airbender, if they didn't have any airbenders, which they wouldn't know till later on in their lives, mm-hmm. then the whole world would be over.
2: Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. But um you say uh they had to have a child with a different kind of bender. Does that mean everybody from these different groups is a bender or I no. thought it was just certain people.
1: No, it's...
0: no, but if you have a child with a non-bender, then there's a 50-50 chance
1: that they won't be a bender at all.
2: Okay.
1: Also, the his love interest was a waterbender, so. Well,
2: yeah, point. that makes sense, but it didn't have to be someone who was a bender. They
1: could have just saying. put him out to stud and, like... <laughs> Let's
2: not <I> mean, talk <laughs> about it. Now. Honestly, they should have, and
0: canonically, they—that that is what airbenders did before yeah. they all died. Yeah, they were
1: all, like, hippie free-love <laughs> nomads. <laughs> Yeah. I guess they didn't want to evoke that, like, Genghis Khan-type thing. Yeah. Yeah. They probably don't want to be, like, white people making a series about Asian characters and then have the good guy be Genghis Khan. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's (laughs) a good point. (laughs) Um, I really like the idea of, like, doing a sequel to something that is finished.
2: Yes. I like that, too. When a show ends, but then, like, gets another season, that's always kind of exciting.
1: I I like different than that. Not just, like, more of... Because they could have always done, like, yeah, another season of The Last Airbender. But they were like, no. Most of the characters are dead. This is a, like, new thing. Can I append
0: to that, though, Jeff, and say they should have done another season of (laughs) The Last Airbender? Because, Okay. Everyone knows the intro to the show where they talk about the four different types of benders and blah, blah, blah. The series had three seasons. Season one, Book of Water. Season two, Book of Earth. Season three, Book of Fire. There are four of them. You should have had a Book of Air, my dudes. He already
1: knew airbending. It was each of the three that he had to learn. That's dumb and bad. (laughs) I like that Korra starts with Book of Air. I think that's fun.
0: Yeah, that is a good idea.
1: Airbending is the only one she doesn't know at the start, because we meet her after she's done all her training.
0: Well,
2: there's really Wait, no you one around learn, to teach her. If you can learn different things, then why is it important for anybody to have No, kids? no,
1: no. She's the Avatar. She can learn different things, yep. but not everyone can. The Avatar represents the balance of all four mm. elements.
2: Hmm. That's,
1: that's why Aang is important in the first
0: series, because not only is he the last airbender, but the nazis have been uh, genociding all of the other types of benders and so he is the only one who can stand up to them
1: yeah they okay. they knew that they know that it works in a cycle and they knew the next uh avatar would be an airbender so they wiped out the airbenders so they could take over the world
2: okay well everyone knows prophecies like that never work because then it turns out that you do get shot with an arrow in your heel achilles yep
1: mm mm-hmm. mhm oh no i you couldn't have just like dipped him again while holding him by a different part that was already yeah. covered.
2: No, but if you touched the
0: skin that was wet with the other one, then you would die. No <laughs> no I don't know if that's covered in the myth, is it? It is! She dips him in the river of death, and because he's an infant, he survives, but if you touch the wet water from the, the river with your
1: oh. adult
2: skin, it will kill you. Just like tie
1: <laughs> okay. him to a rope around the middle. <laughs> <laughs> then dunk yeah, it all the way you, in.
2: You dip him like you're dipping a candle.
0: Uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, listen, you guys. It's definitely silly, uh-huh. but, like, they did cover this in the myth. Oh, yeah, he like, said listen,
2: you guys. Like, listen you guys. We
1: wanted to listen. He's just dead now. <laughs>
2: Uh-oh. Oh, he was the last of his Hello? kind. The, uh, something benders. Uh-oh. I forgot what they are already. <laughs> Except airbender.
1: Earthway- Earth, water, fire, and, uh, air.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna put a note in here about the time that Matt dropped out. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> oh, good. I'm back. Hey, hey there happened, he
0: is. But I'm back. Did You're audacity crash or? Uh, nope. My audacity is still going, so you might hear me go. What happened? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool.
2: Uh, it was very funny that the last thing we heard you say was "listen, you guys," <laughs> and then you were gone.
0: <laughs> yep. I was just saying that they covered that part of the myth, so you can't dunk on this uh, ancient and respected myth. Because sure. You
2: I will know. not respect <laughs> myths. They are good and fun, but they're not canonical in any way. They all contradict each other.
1: Yeah. All right, so I got a random page, and I'm going to put the link oh, in the no, chat. Oh, no, there are
0: and pages on this.
1: Excellent. <laughs>
2: oh, no, it makes <laughs> me so mad.
1: I got the page Elephant Mandrill... Uh, so, one of the things about this world is because of the way magic and spirits work is, uh, there's a lot of weird fusion animals, and one time, oh, no. one time they encounter just a regular, uh, bear, and everyone's like, what do you mean? Yeah. It's a, uh, it, it's a, they've had like dog bears and like duck bears, and then they encounter just a bear, and everyone's like, what do you mean just a bear? Huh. That's a suffix.
0: The joke of it is, and I think they cover this in, um, the in the legend of Korra is that like in in ancient times all of the animals were what we know of them as but then because the avatar was born and is like a bridge to the spirit world all the animal spirits could interact with one another and so there are no animal spirit animals in the world anymore that aren't a combination of two different animals that we're used to
2: weird yeah yeah
1: uh, the Elephant Mandrill is a chimerical creature found in the World of Avatar. World and Avatar are capitalized there. I guess that's the name of the setting, according to this wiki. One yes. of these creatures was held in captivity at the Ba Zoo, which was run by Kenji. Um, yep.
2: it's, uh, ugly, and I hate it. Yeah, that? <laughs>
1: it is ugly. It's very, it, I don't like a quadruped creature to have a primate face.
2: Yeah,
0: that's upsetting. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, I will say, it's odd, I'm just now realizing this, you said World of Avatar is the name of the setting, like, the planet that this takes place on, or whatever, they do still call it the Earth Kingdom.
1: Yeah, but mm. Earth as in dirt.
0: I understand that, but, like, it's it's actually quite weird, and something I think about in sci-fi fairly often, of, like, if you call the the thing that you stand on Earth, or dirt, but then you call your planet something other than the word you have for that thing? Like, we, all of human societies, kind of developed the same word for those two things, because they're kind of the same thing?
1: Uh, so I did click through to the the um, page for Earth on the wiki. So, so
0: we're not going <laughs> to cover the philosophical question I just brought up? That's fine.
1: Uh, The name name
0: of
2: the planet is Earth. I'm not sure if you're saying the right thing here, because you said in every language we do that. I'm not sure about that, so I didn't want to comment on that.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: I don't actually know if every language does that.
1: World of Avatar redirects to a page titled Earth. Mm -hmm. And it's about the, the planet Earth that the whole series takes place on. And there is a citation for it being called Earth.
0: Okay, so the planet is called Earth in this world. Yeah. Okay. I guess, I guess I'm just thinking about romance languages when I say my thing, cause like, Terra is Earth in a lot of romance languages,
1: and then also like, Clay in those languages. Yeah. Mm. I guess that's true. Uh, I, th- they tried to do the same thing as like a gag recently on Hello from the Magic Tavern, because they are on a planet that's not called Earth, and yeah. all of the people all of the characters from that planet were like, "What? No, just Earth is in dirt, or your planet is named after dirt." Well, yes, which it is a fun way—a fun way to address the fact that they're not going to like use a different word.
0: I thought you were going to go the other way and say that the dirt that they stood on, they called it food, which would have yeah. been very
1: funny. <laughs> I uh, I expected that joke, and so I liked that they all shot Arnie down when he tried to make it. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's, like, the whole of that show.
1: Yeah. Um, I am confused about the geography of this world of Avatar. Is it just that they haven't... Because, like, we see a map at the beginning of every episode of both series. Yes.
2: Does it look like a map of any place on (sighs) Earth? No. (laughs) Okay.
1: Uh, it is just sort of, like, a weird, disconnected continent, like, with some archipelagos nearby. Yep. R- representing the other nations the earth nation is the big one and seems to represent china um both in size and in uh so- yeah sort of its aesthetic
2: okay uh, i've been saying archipelagos this whole time is that wrong
1: no
0: i think it is archipelago
1: oh, i've heard it both ways and just went with what felt natural
2: yeah, I don't. I, I couldn't tell. It doesn't you. <laughs> matter. I'm on shaky ground here.
1: <laughs> uh, I think the fire nation is Japan, unless you're talking about the live action movie, in which case it's India, I guess. Um, and then the air nomads are, I guess, like Tibet.
0: Yes, definitely Tibet. A hundred
1: percent Tibet. And then <laughs> the water tribes are like um, Inuit type tribes. Yes. Hmm. Inuit and, uh, what was the other major one? Eskimo? No, Aleut. Aleut.
2: That seems strange. Yeah. That they would go so far afield, uh, thinking of other places in East Asia they could use.
0: I don't think they were going for an overall Asian concept as much as a, like a unity of spiritual
2: beliefs. Okay. The the okay.
1: the Northern Water Tribe has much more of a like Inuit um aesthetic, and then the Southern Water Tribe is a little Pacific Islandy.
0: Okay. That yeah, makes that's sense. true. Hmm. Um, I mean that's one of the reasons that's one of the many very justified reasons why people hated the movie is because they just cast white people in like all of those roles.
1: Yeah, the Water <laughs> yeah. Tribe the, they decided each like group, each nation would be all the same race, and they decided the water tribe would be all white people mm, um, because they're the heroes, you see. Yeah, <laughs> the the casting poster said like uh, looking seeking Caucasian and other races. Uh, <laughs> so when they cast the two leads as white people, that meant all of the other people had to be white people dressed up like that.
2: Yikes! <sighs> uh, yeah. Um, so you mentioned what they were for the other ones. Did you say Earth? I didn't hear Earth. China. Okay,
0: yeah, that makes sense. So the, the overall like the the reason I think that these cultures were chosen is because they all have some level of spiritual belief in the idea that all things and animals and people have like spiritual uh counterparts in like a spiritual realm of some kind, hmm. uh, sort of a like um like a Shintoistic view of the world as being uh, an echo of a spirit realm. Um, and so it, it actually does a good sh- job in the show, I think, of exploring how these different cultures, uh, have their own views on what that means and how that works. But it all kind of, it's all based on the, like, factual knowledge that that, that one thing is real and true. So that's kind of a, an interesting way to look at those religions, I think.
2: Is that another way reason that they use the name Avatar, if everything's a reflection of a spirit world?
0: Yes, the, the reason he's okay. called the Avatar is because he is, I mean, you, you find out in a flashback that the first Avatar, the, the world used to be just the spirit world, and then the okay. first Avatar met with this creator spirit and was like, I will be your representation in the world to make like a solid world that makes sense and people can live in and thrive in. And so okay. he is like the channel of the creator spirit into the
1: world. Yeah, there was, right. there, was a, complicated. there was a, there was a two parter, uh, animated by like a different studio that everyone really loves in Legend of Korra about the first avatar. Um, it's sort of presented in, like, a paintery sort of style, like, like, old woodcut prints. Uh, it's really, really cool. I like that episode a lot.
0: Yeah, that episode, I think, answers a lot of the questions that were still open at the end of the first Avatar series, although I don't know that they needed to answer that because I do kind of like the idea of just like, I don't know, this is just how the world is and has always been.
2: Yeah, I I like that a lot. If something can be so fully realized, it seems like they do have a real backstory in a piece of fiction but they don't tell you about it, I mm-hmm.
1: really like that. Yeah, <laughs> that is part of uh, the magic of Star Wars, which then they went and made a whole backstory and it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> you're just hearing all old guy be like oh yeah i fought with your father in the clone wars and then never mentioning that again it's like ooh yeah, yeah cool i
2: <laughs> and- felt that way about in uh, game of thrones the uh, lost city of Valeria. where yeah. we finally find out about it as a ruin that was super cool
0: yeah well and in avatar they do a very good job of that the in the first series there's a lot of times where you Like, he, the Avatar, is constantly reborn, because reincarnation is another big part of this world, uh, and he keeps on stumbling on statues of former versions of himself, and, Mm -hmm. like, you hear people tell stories about them, but it's never very explicit, like, what exactly happened, and it's very cool.
1: Oh, I forgot about a very important part of the premise of The Last Airbender, um... Ang, to escape the, uh, the, like, genocide of his people, froze himself in an, in a, like, iceberg and has Carbonate. been, uh, has been frozen for a hundred years. And they say,
0: iceberg, ah. right ahead!
1: Yep. Uh, and when the Titanic crashes into him is when he's That's freed he and can out. save the world. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Is that the, uh, tragedy that we're going to start making fun of on the show now the Titanic.
2: Yeah, is it time? It's been over it's 100 been years now, and now yeah. we yeah. finally to give, those, in the frozen ocean.
1: give yeah. those bastards their comeuppance. Those frozen corpses can get fucked, am I right?
2: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we were going to be horrible today! The Titanic <laughs> oh, deserved it. What do you say? Well, the Titanic deserved it, but the, the people didn't.
1: Mm-hmm. The poor people didn't. The rich people did.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, probably so. <laughs>
1: I know I said it in the same ironic voice, but I partly believe it.
2: Yeah, but didn't like Aster, or whoever the fuck was on there, manage to escape? Like, didn't the riches get off?
1: Yeah, yeah probably. Kate Winslet got off and
0: became an old lady. Yeah,
1: but Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio died. Yep. If only okay. that could happen in real life. <laughs>
0: Oh, God! Why are right. we doing this? I mean, like, he's definitely not the best person in the world, but he's not, like, deserving
1: of death bad. He just makes me uncomfortable because uh, he has never... He's 50 and has never dated a woman over 25,
2: Yeah, but, yeah, that's fair. Listen,
0: that's certainly creepy. I don't think that that's a crime worthy of
1: death. (laughs) Right, but, like, he also probably has a lot of money that we could use to fix the transit system in the Midwest or something. I'm just saying there are so many people more deserving of death. Yeah, that's true. true. Let's get those other Koch brothers. Yeah, Mm -hmm. well,
0: there's only one
1: left. I thought there were two. I thought it was three total.
0: No, I think there's there was two, and then their kids
1: are also shitheads. Oh, oh, those bastards. We gotta get all of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, We've gotta eliminate the moneybenders? Uh, can God, I tie this
0: back into the show? I will say that I still think it's extremely funny that uh, pudgy ginger uh, <laughs> yeah. kid of the Coke brothers who makes the terrible shirts... Oh, that shithead. (laughs) Oh, man, that guy. I mean, like, I don't even know if I hate him or if I think that he's too unaware of what's going on in the world to hate.
2: That's the trap! He's wearing that shirt, and you think he's a big, fat party animal, and you are wrong. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think
1: I know fat. about this guy. What's, which one oh, is Jeff, it? <laughs> you have to look this
0: up. Jeff, so you have to look this guy up. <laughs> the, the, the non-dead Coke brother... T-shirt has,
1: Coke brother?
0: Yes, has a son who is a <laughs> red-headed, pudgy guy with glasses who makes, um... Hawaiian shirts for rich people as, like, his job. And there's a <laughs> promotional video of, like, here's why you should invest in these incredibly ugly and stupid shirts. I'm looking mostly- up Wyatt
1: Coke shirts and they're really bad.
0: <laughs> I know. Not only are they very ugly, but the video is great because it's him being like, I want to make shirts that are just as, in uh, like, at home on the beach as they are in the boardroom. And so, I just <laughs> think that it's fun and everyone should just do what's fun and have fun in their lives. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? You don't know anything, like, how is it that you not only don't know anything about what it's like to be a poor person, you also don't know what it's like to be a rich person. What the fuck is wrong with you?
1: Yeah, the shirt he's wearing in all of these pictures is a short-sleeve Hawaiian shirt with a pattern made of bags of money with dollar signs on them yes. and fills all
0: around them. Uh, there's also one with pink handcuffs. Oh my oh, god. Man. And they are,
1: okay. I, I, I found pictures, like, when he's wearing them, the cut is fine because he's sort of like he's a, he's a bit of a thicker milkshake but then he yes. puts the same shirts on like slender models and <laughs> they're not designed for slender people to wear yet
0: yeah, no Hawaiian shirt should be worn by anyone who's not at least overweight I say this as a person who often wears Hawaiian shirts yeah <laughs> like
1: you gotta be you gotta be me or greater to wear a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> Yes,
2: that's a little sign outside the store you
1: must be this fat to wear <laughs> a Hawaiian shirt it's a picture of me <laughs> There's a picture of shirtless Jeff next to every Hawaiian shirt. Store. <laughs> uh, oh God! If I keep losing weight, am I going to not be allowed to wear Hawaiian shirts? Correct. Yeah, that's right. Damn. Yes. Okay. Well, I still can't fit into the slim fit button ups from H and M, so I think I'm good.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so I clicked on a random page. Oh right, I got- the
1: podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, and I got Planetary Calendar Room. Hmm. This is a- uh, I'm happy that I got one from The Last Airbender because I know about it. Um, this is a major plot point from, uh, I believe season two of Avatar, when- Uh, Maybe minor spoilers for Avatar ahead, so if you're still planning on watching it, then skip ahead. If you're
1: 15 years behind on your all-history-of-television rewatch.
0: Yep. Um there's a part where they find a like a mythical library buried in a desert that is watched over by a giant creepy owl who's kind of watched
2: over by two vast and trunkless legs of stone.
0: Yeah. Yes, actually I think that is also in there. Um but yes, they find uh Wan Shin Tong Wanshi Tong's library Wan Tong is an owl spirit who is, like, the size of a horse, maybe, uh, and speaks in a very calm voice and is terrifying, but also kind of cute.
2: Is it just an owl, though, or is it, like, yes. an owl plus a koala or something? No, oh, it's, shit. like, a giant owl, and it's, like, a-
0: it's not really an owl, it's a spirit owl. It's like a god owl,
1: kind of. Okay.
0: Anyway, it does have the ability to stretch its neck really long, I think. Mm, So that's very scary. Anyway.
1: Yeah, the spirits are all creepy, like spirited away style creepy.
2: Yes.
0: Um, so they find this library and they're looking for, try, they're trying to figure out the Fire Nation are the bad guys in the first season, or series rather. Um, Mm. and they're trying to figure out why the Fire Nation is like, amassing their armies they stop invading all the other countries and they pull back and no one knows why um and then they go to this and the owl points them to a room that is like a clockwork uh planetarium where you can mm. like, if you look up you can see the motion of all of the stars in the sky and you can like wind it forward and backward it's a very cool sort of steampunk concept Mm. Um, and they, they wind it forward until they find that there's going to be a day when there is a comet that uh, will eclipse the sun, and that comet is, like, gives the firebenders extra power that they can use to basically kill everyone.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, it's very bad, and then the whole rest of the series is, like, leading up to it. And I think that the last episode is called, uh, Day of the Comet or something?
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's the last episode or the. Ne- I think that's the next to the last episode because then the last episode is like the final fight between uh, Mark Hamill and
1: Ang. Mark Hamill voiced the Fire Lord. Oh yes. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, I forget yes. that. Sozen's Comet is the name of the the like big finale like four parter. Yes. Hmm. Um,
0: Mark Hamill plays the Fire Lord, and he is so good, and he does a great job of being a terrifying, yelly lunatic that is different from the Joker, somehow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even realize it was him, but I mean, it's also been, like, ten years since I watched this. Yeah. I wanted to watch it, uh, when they first, like, announced Legend of Korra, so that I could catch up. Yep.
2: I like that Mark Hamill so fully embraced that, that his last appearance was Luke Skywalker. He was a yelling uh, lunatic. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's true. (laughs) Yeah, constantly screaming about the Batman and doing, like, a weird (laughs) mid-Atlantic accent. I don't understand why he brought that to Luke, of all things.
0: (laughs) I kind of would like it if he, like, started referencing his other roles (laughs) in in Star Wars, because he just doesn't give a shit anymore.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's rumors... Have you seen anything about this upcoming CW superhero crossover? No. So they're doing, and they're calling it Crisis on Infinite Earths, and they're doing that, and they've announced cast members from all sorts of things in the past, and not announced the roles that they'll be in. So, Hmm. they've announced that Burt Ward will be making an appearance.
0: Oh,
1: man! (laughs) They've announced that Kevin Conroy will be making an appearance. Very
0: good. I did hear about that, because I remember Kevin Conroy tweeted about it, and I was so excited.
1: Um, the only one that they said specifically won't appear is, uh, Linda Carter? Is that who played Wonder Woman in the 70s? They couldn't... They couldn't work out the rights to get her to appear as Wonder Woman.
2: Oh, that's a shame. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but it's, like, very... It's gonna be really weird, and I want to catch up on those shows just to see, like, Brandon Routh as Superman again. Maybe Tom Welling is gonna show up.
0: <laughs> I do love that the DC TV universe has kind of realized that they're the... Uh, I don't know if this is a PC term, but the red-headed don't. stepchild of the, like... <laughs> oh,
1: okay. No, that's fine. I knew fine. what you were
2: gonna say, and I was like, well, just don't say it then. Well, I don't know what I... I don't know how to describe I that think it's, concept I think otherwise. it's more
1: hateful towards stepchildren than anything else. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um, you
2: didn't have to say anything that's hateful towards anybody, really.
0: Well, whatever, the, like, outcasts not yes. accepted... The
1: black sheep? Thing.
0: Yes! I guess, yes. Um... <laughs> Anyway, so it's just like, well, then we're just going to be fucking insane all the time. We're just going to, like, do the dumb shit that everyone wants, but no one expects to ever happen.
2: Yeah, I dropped off Legends of Tomorrow, but I did like near the beginning where they're just like, alright, I guess it's the 60s. We're all going to pretend we're from the 60s and we're going to solve some mysteries in the 60s for no reason. That was pretty great. Did
1: you get as far as the episode where they inspire George Lucas to make Star Wars? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Did you get as far as the episode where Gorilla Grodd says... Barack Obama, prepare to die because he's gone back <laughs> <Yes>. in time.
0: <laughs> God damn! the DC Universe might actually be better <laughs> than the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you
1: guys. It is certainly more willing to do the wild stuff.
0: Yeah, like, I just I love that there's somebody out there whose job is to be a screenwriter for these shows, and somebody comes to them and says, like, hey, next week, we need to have you know, a giant gorilla fighting a guy with an ice gun, make it make sense,
1: go. Yeah. Make it make sense, but also there's time travel, so, like, do what you want in that way, too. Alright, well, what I want to do is for that gorilla to go back in time to kill Obama. <laughs> because I don't believe he was truly an
2: American.
1: Yeah, that's uh, it. Gorilla Grodd goes back in time to get Barack Obama's birth certificate yeah, from Kenya. he goes back in time and eats Barack Obama's birth
2: certificate so that no one knows for sure.
1: He goes back in time and forges a Kenyan birth certificate for Barack Obama.
2: <laughs> Hold on, when Gorilla Grodd had his weird uh, ape society somewhere in Africa, where was that in
1: Africa? Ooh, it might have been uh, Kenya. So it was City, Louisa, obviously. Yeah, Gorilla Gorilla City right. my, my truth or thing is Gorilla City's in Kenya secretly
0: <laughs> and my truth or thing is that Barack Obama uh no I gonna say that The second kid Flash yeah He's sure. he's, Bart, he's Bart Allen I mean uh, yeah
2: maybe Barry Bart yeah yes
1: Bart Allen Bart Allen was the kid Flash at one point Yes so, he's Barry's grandson
2: sure.
0: I think Barack Obama's Spider-Man Proves me wrong.
2: Okay, Um, so the one that I got was... uh, (laughs) Yeah, here we go. uh, Let me send it through. It is the Air Temple Sanctuaries page. The Air Temple Sanctuaries are large ancient chambers located in the southern and northern air temples originally intended to be opened solely through airbending. Uh, they have all the knowledge, and they're restricted to casting the builders, so I guess everyone, I guess everyone's dead, so, uh. Yeah, all um, the airbenders
0: lose it. It's in the fucking title of the fucking yeah, show. Yeah,
2: so, so what I'm saying is I'm gonna guess some plot here. Ong um, has to try to open these things without knowing how to do it, and it's all like, uh, secret knowledge that no one else can get into. He
1: knows how to airbend, but, um, no one else can open these things because he's the last airbender. Actually. What's right. very good about the show is that this happens in the first season where they
0: find an air temple and they find this lock and they're like, Aang, you're the only one who can get in because of airbending. And he's like, oh yeah, and he does it. And then later in the third season, they find another group of people who have like taken over. Uh, they were refugees and they li- now live in an airbending temple. And the guy was like, Oh, yeah. I mean, the lock says it's just for airbending, but I just got, like, a bunch of balloons and and some piping, and I just blew air into them, and I could open it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that works, too, I guess. Right. You could
1: also just, like, make a thing that blows air.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I <laughs> do like that they, like, when you look at this, it's like an elaborate lock, but it's like, so the airbending is really just blowing air into these two tubes? Because, like, two people could do that. <laughs>
1: It doesn't actually need magic. Well, you do have to invent a machine, and they hadn't invented any machines yet.
0: (laughs) They
2: needed Donatello to come along.
1: Uh Uh-huh, yep, (laughs) they needed Asami to be there. The Donatello (laughs) of the crew. So, Um,
2: there's a ton of information about this place, which I'm not going to get into.
1: I'm tired of comparing... uh, Read
2: more at your local library. Yeah,
1: mm mm-hmm. Uh, I'm tired of comparing things to the Ninja Turtles. I say we start comparing them to the DK crew from the Donkey Kong rap.
2: Okay. I don't know enough about them. Hold on, wait a minute. Didn't we talk about this extensively just recently, where they just have the same character over and over again a few times? We did <laughs> like talk about do. how Funky Kong is just a reboot of Lanky <laughs> Kong, yes.
1: yes. No, it's uh, Funky and Chunky, or Chunky and Funky in that in that order. And then Lanky, I think, is unique. Oh, Okay.
2: But all the female characters
1: are the same. Yeah, all both of them. <laughs> yes. I forgot about Candy Kong, the one that's supposed to make you horny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Fine. We all forget about Candy Kong. The until one... She, until she jumps out at you and makes you
1: horny. Until she will. makes you horny against your will.
2: <laughs> no, we can't talk about Austin awesome powers again. <laughs>
1: Wait, is that... Yeah, she comes out and she's like, "Oh baby, do I make you horny, baby?" Oh no. Yeah, when you say no, she just quietly leaves. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, sorry.
2: Right <laughs> oh, on. I'm sorry, baby. Consent is important, know, baby. I'm you horny." <laughs> she understands a lot more about consent than I we're making everything. that
1: joke except one of the things that happens in Austin Powers is he rejects Elizabeth Hurley because she's drunk. Yeah. He does understand consent in that movie. And I do remember in the second movie
0: when he goes back in time, at one point he's like, I know that I used to say things about this all the time, but I've learned that actually people should be respected. That's (laughs) that's all well and good. That's a joke that they make in Austin Powers 2, you guys. That's the level of comedy
1: (laughs) we're at.
2: (laughs) He does uh, attempt to rip wigs off old ladies, (laughs) assuming that they're actually men in disguise, though.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, but not because
0: of, like, a bigotry thing, because he thinks that they're an assassin. Yeah,
1: it's because he's stupid, not because he's a sexist.
2: <laughs> well, okay, uh-huh. hold on, that's <laughs> a thing, and I sexist. Yeah,
1: he's trying to beat up women, ironically, for a joke. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> oh, oh I hate this. <laughs> let's revisit the Austin, let's, I can't wait until we get the Austin Powers wiki, which I Is assume exists. I don't want to know. I'm not going to look yeah. because you would yell at me if I did. I appreciate yeah, it.
0: Thank you. Thank you for learning about consent.
1: <laughs> Wiki <laughs> consent. I hate this.
2: <laughs> is this the episode that we've most said we hated things that we were talking about? Mm, probably. Yes. I've been trying to be restrained about how dumb I think Avatar is. So, so uh, no, is it's
0: pretty the, dumb. Like, I mean, I, I agree that it's it's pretty silly. What what about it do you hate, Louisa?
2: Uh, just general anime bullshit is what's bothering me. Honestly, yeah. in, in I mean, it's not an anime. Yeah, but it is done in a yeah. style. Of it.
1: it is white people yeah. doing a story about East Asian culture in an anime style, so it's troubling on that level. But
2: mm. It's fine. I'm being hyperbolic. I don't really hate it or anything. It's just
1: I would have less of a to me. I would have less of a problem with it if most of the voice actors weren't also white.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think. Ooh, that's a good question. Is it worse to have the writers be white, or the voice actors be white? I think the writers...
1: I think I neither is would, ideal. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would prefer... Yes, I think that everyone should be all races all the time. What am I even saying? Yeah, you're yeah.
2: you're saying Matt, that there's... This is Matt running for mayor again. There's fine people <laughs> <don't> on both <laughs> sides, according
1: to Matt. Um, <laughs> it, it, uh, I think that the, like, depiction is generally respectful, but in a similar way to like when people were mad about Kubo and the two strings, it's like you kind of have to involve the people from those cultures in those stories at the very least at the performance level, if not behind the scenes. Um, yeah. And I don't know if it got better with Legend of Korra, and I'm never yeah. going to find out. But they did announce that the live action Netflix series that the creators are involved in will be casting non-white actors as the principal Ooh. characters.
2: So oh, that's
0: good. I'm that's trying something. to understand how a live-action version of this show could be good, and I'm not sure that it
1: can. Uh Yeah, I mean, it, the cartoon is, like, barely good.
0: <laughs> I think the cartoon is good. I will come out here and be the one who defends this show and say that even though there's parts of it that are dumb, and definitely, like, it takes a while to find its footing of understanding the level of, of immaturity of its audience... Um, by and large, I think it is a good show. It does a lot of good, interesting things. It explores, uh, areas of spirituality that I think, uh, people in our culture sometimes don't get exposed to.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that it does a a good job of creating a fully realized world, which a lot of children's, uh, stuff doesn't do these days. So I will say, I think that this is one of the better, uh, children's cartoon
1: shows of the past 20 years. (sighs)
2: All right, a thumbs up from Matt. Everyone, watch air Avatar: The Last Airbender. Whoop!
1: Took me a minute to remember the name of the show. Avatar, you got it.
2: Uh, I <laughs> I almost said Air Force, but I I caught it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree that it's like a pretty good show. It's well made. Um, I just think that I'm not in the target audience for it, and I wasn't when I watched it. Uh, so like, I don't think it's actually bad. Uh, but then I really enjoyed Legend of Korra so much more because it was not. Really, thematically or aesthetically more mature, but it was less pitched at kids. Um, I, I think-
0: still feel like I still feel like the the first series got less pitched as kids at kids as it went along, yeah, and I think true. that Cora just benefited from them realizing like, oh, this is more of something for like teens than for like toddlers.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Young <laughs> Justice, which had a lot of the same creatives behind it, uh, went through a similar. Uh, mature, maturity, maturation, uh, cause the first season they're all like, Robin's like 12 and then, uh, they do a like six year time skip and suddenly all of the main characters are like grown ups. Yeah. Um. So that's that's been inter. And now in the third season, they did another two year time skip, and it's like, oh, okay. Now Superboy is like in his early twenties, and he's engaged.
0: Now he's a Superman.
1: <laughs> yeah. Us, this <laughs> we've seen Superboys become Supermen. We've seen Robins become Nightwings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Did you you watch Teen Titans, right, Jeff?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, it was I fine. felt
0: like, I felt like that show also suffered from trying to be appealing to younger kids than I think it should have.
1: They did a, they they were, like, explicit about it, where every other episode was a comedy one or an action one, and, like, they did the either English or Japanese theme song, depending on which type it was. Right. Um, mm-hmm. to, like, signal to you. I think the action ones had the Japanese theme song, so it would be more like anime.
0: Um, yeah, I thought... I don't know. I thought that that show could have been good, but wasn't.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was fine. It was, like, probably wouldn't hold up to a rewatch the way this one would. Yeah. Well. So anyway,
0: your homework is to go watch the whole of Avatar The Last Airman.
2: No thanks. I've been a bit distracted because I'm getting an Acme supermarket ad on the side of my page, which keeps scrolling through pictures of dinners of things that are on sale, and Ooh. some of them look so bad. Oh. <laughs> There's like boiled tilapia. It's just like pure white, and it's. Freaking I love me out. that
1: boiled fish. <laughs> yeah.
0: Fish stew, you guys. Uh,
2: fish yes. stew is pretty good.
0: It is good. And that's, I mean, that's step one of fish stew is boiled fish, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yes, but just a slab of uh, white boiled fish on a plate with some pepper sprinkle on it, it's not very appealing. It's not that
0: much different from poached fish.
2: Mm, yes, which tastes good, but looks very bad. So yes. maybe don't put it in your ad where you show a picture. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Also, you shouldn't poach fish in water, because what are do you
2: doing? Yeah, exactly. Agreed.
0: Poach it in butter. Poach everything in butter. <laughs>
2: It's nice poached in a broth with a lot of herbs in it.
0: That's true, but it's better poached in butter. (laughs) Well, everything is, yes. (laughs) I made, um, I made butter poached, uh, salmon one time, and then Mm. I was like, well, this is delicious, and I can never do this again, because my heart is racing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Salmon's a very fatty fish, I agree with you, but yeah, I can see how that would be a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Also, it uses, like, a whole pound of butter. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, isn't poaching when you drop something, uh, into a boiling liquid? No.
2: No, it's when you cook it gently in a simmering liquid.
1: Oh, okay. I was thinking, like, poached eggs. I (laughs) thought you usually cracked those into, like, boiling water.
2: Uh, it's usually simmering water to not disturb the egg too much, but yeah, it's a bit of a misnomer with eggs. You don't quite do poaching the way you poach other things.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Hmm. Poaching is more like a sous vide machine. Hmm, okay. Well, the more you know. Yep.
2: Thanks for listening to our cooking podcast.
1: Oh, oh man, guys. Let's do a cooking podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day, and,
0: like, if it weren't for the fact that I have no idea how you would do a YouTube series at all, I was thinking that we should do a YouTube series instead of this podcast and have it be <laughs> the three of us all trying to make a specific dish and our different styles of cooking coming into it.
1: You just yeah. love making, uh, trying to make this podcast require way more work. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Listen, if we did a little bit more work, I bet people would actually
1: watch it and care about it. No. Is all Mm-mm. I'm saying. I don't think so. Maybe not.
0: <laughs> Alright, well, thanks for watching and caring about our podcast. Uh, yeah, you, you like... had
2: to keep your eyes riveted to your phone the yep. entire hour you were listening.
0: If you weren't watching, you didn't notice that this was the first one with video content. <laughs>
1: hmm Yeah, look at your phone. Major uh, yeah. Major look, tricked you.
0: <laughs> That's the prank master general, Jeff.
1: That's me. <laughs> yep.
2: He went to clown college, so he's trained for this. I went to clown
1: college, clown university. I'm a big clown doctor now.
0: (laughs) All right. If you guys like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, and please tell your friends about the show. Uh, We very much appreciate it whenever anyone does that. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, seeingreddit at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. If you want to find me, I'm on uh, Mastodon at Heron at Mastodon.cloud.
1: You can also find me on Mastodon, Mastodon.cloud slash at JK. You can go to Snapchat and Instagram, JeffJK on both of those. Um, DM any of us to get an invite to the Discord. That's it.
2: All right, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Come and talk to me about Avatar if you want.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, yeah, don't talk to Louisa about Avatar. She'll just insult Yeah, me. I was like, that seems... <laughs>
2: It's a (laughs) chap. Come into my parlor. Talk (laughs) to me about Avatar. If you want to talk to
0: me about Avatar, I like it. (laughs) So there's that. Uh, But everyone likes Louisa, so I don't know. Yay! The problem is that you can like the show, but you won't like me. This, I promise you. (laughs)
2: Uh, this is nonsense. People like you, but you never say anything on social media. Yeah, that's
0: true. That's because I don't <coughs> really care. Uh, okay, well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you like the show, please come back next time. But in the meantime, please don't forget to be cruel or spiritual.
1: And then delete your account.
2: And then get ready for jazz! <laughs>
1: In that order.